Today on the show, I had an unexpected encounter with the Prime Minister of Australia. I'm obsessed with the new Scott Pilgrim TV show. Plus, why the hell is there a new Hunger Games movie? All that and more on 20th Century Boy, the show that's not mad, just disappointed. The 20th Century Boy. My name is Mike Dechondria, and this is the inside of my mind. Welcome to the show. Oh, I'm glad to have you back. Uh, if you are back, if this is your first time listening, welcome. Of course, I start every show with a different Mike themed pun. Um, like, my name is Mike Chemical Romance, or my name is Mike Mike Sharona. You know, we're running thin on these when I start with Mike Dechondria, which I. I Vaguely no is loosely a scientific concept. Is it is it to do with cells? The mitochondria is the something of the cell? I don't know. Anyway, my real name is Radio Mike. Well, no, that's not even my real name, but who cares? Uh, this podcast is 20th Century Boy. It's the conversations you wish you were having about the stuff that no one else cares about. It's run by me, Radio Mike, a writer and producer from Melbourne, Australia, just trying to make his way through life. <gasps> and uh, welcome, honestly. Uh, I'm glad to have you here. It's it's awesome to to have you guys back every week. Coming towards the tail end of the year, to be honest. Don't know how many more episodes there'll be because, uh, well, there'll be a fair few because I'm planning on going sort of right up till Christmas. Um, so yeah, there'll be a few more episodes. Uh, wanted to start today's show though. And of course you can support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash radio mic. You get the Pat and Mike show every Friday as a bonus podcast, which is awesome by the way. Um, so support me there. I should also mention up top, of course, Harry Potter and the boys live podcast, December 15th tickets available radiomike.com.au. I would love to see you there. So Grab yourself some tickets. Uh, it's going to be awesome. If you haven't gotten tickets yet, why the fuck not? No, don't worry. It's all good. Uh, but yeah, radiomike.com.au slash tickets. Would love to see you at the live show in a few weeks. But I wanted to start today's show with the just the craziest thing that happened today. And I wanted to get straight into it because I couldn't believe that this happened. So I was going to work. Um, I work in an office in South Melbourne and I, and I, and I was running late today. Usually I get a coffee at a place called Black Gold in Richmond. I'm there every morning to get my morning coffee. Um, And I was running late, so I went into work and I decided to get a coffee from the coffee shop that is underneath my work, like it's on the ground floor. And I walked in, and you'll never believe this. Well, you probably will. The first thing I saw when I went in, and it was quite busy, the first thing I saw is like this guy that looked really familiar Went into a coffee shop, saw a guy that I thought looked really familiar. I'm like, maybe he's from TV. I swear I know this guy. Maybe I just know him from work. I don't know. I can't place it. I move on and I put my coffee order in. I move to the side. I'm waiting for my coffee. And then there's these three guys in like suits with like earpieces on, right? Just standing next to the table that this guy that looks familiar is on. This is not a joke. And I kind of stand there waiting for my coffee. And one of the guys in the suits, you know, look, looking like big security style guys. One of them looks at me like, g'day, mate. I'm like, hey, mate, how are you? Yeah, good. And then he goes, you're Podcast Mike, aren't you? I'm like, oh, yeah, I am. Um, Who are you? And he's like, oh, we're just here with the Prime Minister. And I was like, what? Oh, we're just here with the Prime Minister. And I look over, the guy that looked familiar 
was the fucking Prime Minister of Australia, Anthony Albanese. He was just sitting there having coffee with a friend. And I walked in. This is how little, clearly how little I pay attention to my own country's politics. I walk in, the fucking Prime Minister of Australia is having coffee in the cafe where I'm ordering my coffee. And I'm like, I swear I know this guy. Where do I know him from? Oh, he's the fucking prime minister of the whole country. <laughs> and then the and his security guard knew who I was. This is a revolution. The prime minister of Australia, right? Now, if you're not from Australia, if you're from America, the prime minister is like the president. Okay? I don't know why we don't have presidents. Something to do with us being a Commonwealth country, the Queen is our main person in charge, but we have a Prime Minister, right? Anthony Albanese. And the Prime Minister's personal bodyguard, who's employed by the Australian Federal Police, knows me. It's like, oh, hey, your podcast Mike. I was like, what why does the Prime Minister's bodyguard know who I am? Maybe I'm a threat. Maybe I'm on the threat list. I haven't said anything about Albo. I quite like him, but like maybe I'm on the threat list. But I'm looking around and then I started talking to him like, oh, so you guys, what? You just follow the prime minister around all day. Yeah, whatever he's doing, we just sort of stand to the side and make sure no one like comes up to him to annoy him. Oh yeah. So what? You, you what? What What time do you finish? Oh, whenever he finishes up, we're finishing. Okay. And what? Like what if, what would happen if someone comes in and, and like tries to attack him? Oh, well, we'd have to assess the situation. Okay. Bloody... The Prime Minister, I don't think, is it only in Australia that you can go to your cafe to get coffee and the Prime Minister's there sitting down having coffee with a mate? Because the Prime Minister doesn't even live in Melbourne. Now, I know I then figured out he was doing a radio interview at Fox FM upstairs. But still, I, I think the funniest part for me is that I literally walked in and saw him and was like, I swear I know this guy. Is he friends with my grandma? Um, is he on TV? Is he on the news? Bam. And it didn't click for me that it was the pry fucking minister of Australia until his personal bodyguard said, your podcast, Mike. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm with the prime minister. I'm his bodyguard. Weirdest thing that one of the most bizarre things that has ever happened in my life. And then I was really tempted to get a selfie with the prime minister, but then I felt awkward because I was getting chummy with the bodyguard and the bodyguard probably hates when people ask the prime minister for a selfie, especially when he's having coffee with a mate at the local coffee shop. Anyway, that's how my day started today. So, so random, right? And yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys. It was just a, it's just a crazy thing about our country. Because I feel, I do feel as though if you're in America, you don't walk into a coffee shop and Donald Trump is there having coffee. You don't walk into a coffee shop and Joe Biden is there. That's just how I feel. It, I could be completely wrong, but my personal like thought is that that is not the case. Whereas in Australia, all the time, clearly. Anyway. I uh, I wanted to do a quick shout out to one of my friends, actually one of my cousins. He doesn't know I'm doing this, but a shout out to my cousin, Adrian, who listens to this podcast. I hadn't seen him for a long time, but he's going through a hard time at the moment. 
It's not my information to give out, but he's going through a tough time. And I wanted to do a shout out because I caught up with him on the weekend. He sent me this really lovely message basically saying, and, 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 and sometimes I forget that people actually listen to this podcast because sometimes it's just like me yelling in my apartment being like, oh yeah, I'm doing this podcast. I forget that people actually listen. I actually had a friend over, one of my oldest friends over on Friday. Like, and I, I just, I guess I just don't know that people listen, right? And my friend's like, oh yeah, I've been listening to your podcast. I heard about this. And he was just saying all this stuff I'd said. I'm like, oh shit, people listen. But my cousin who listens, said he listens every week. He's going through a really tough time with illness. And uh, he said, hey man, your podcast has been like a really big part of me, you know, smiling and laughing a lot while I'm sick. And I just wanted to thank you for that. And I went over, like hadn't not seen, sometimes you like, you just like lose touch with people over time, right? Not even in a bad way, but it's just like, we just like, you just sort of stop seeing people as regularly. And I just went over and we just like chatted for like two hours, just about stuff, just catching up. And like, I just wanted to do a shout out to my cousin, Adrian. Thanks for listening. And everyone on this pod is behind you um, in your journey at the moment. So that's a bit of a personal thing, but like if you do listen and you get something out of the show, it genuinely warms my heart. Like, again, I never would have thought that my cousin listens to this pod. I genuinely didn't know. And then like, you just get a message being like, Hey, I've been listening to your pod. It's meant the world to me. I've really appreciate it. I'm like, fuck. Okay. So this podcast actually does matter to people. So if you're one of those people, feel free to write in anytime. RadioMikePod at gmail.com. Message me on Insta. I don't care. If you're on the executive producer tier on Patreon, patreon.com slash RadioMike, you actually get my phone number. So if you want to just text me, do that. Just get in touch with me. Tweet about the show. Add it's RadioMike. Whatever you want. Okay. It's, um, it's, uh, it was honestly really heartwarming to hear that. So yeah. I, uh, one thing, and, and maybe like people who know me in real life are probably going to realize that most of my conversation points are recycled. Um, you know, I'll just talk this, that, and that's what this podcast is. It's the conversations you wish you were having about the stuff that no one else cares about. Right. Had this great, uh, great bit that I was telling my, my cousin about when I saw him where basically I feel like as a man, I reckon all the men listening will get this and all the women listening will also get this because they'll be like, yeah, I get that. Cause my husband, brother, partner, boyfriend, whatever does this right. Men are very, uh, like we're always looking for shortcuts on how to do stuff as quickly as possible. Whereas I feel like women tend to be more thorough, do things with more care and more detail, right? Best example I can think of is showering. I get out of the shower wet and dry kind of while I'm on the move, leaving a trail of water everywhere. My girlfriend hates it, always tells me off about it, right? And I realize this is a guy thing, right? Girls shower, the whole process of the shower is different for girls. You do it so differently to us, right? Anyway, I was saying to to my cousin, and I think the guys will agree with me. I feel like every sort of domestic task, I have found a way to do it in the quickest amount of time possible. Whether that's like a lot of people do, you know, dirty clothes on the floor, you're grabbing it with your feet, you're grabbing it with your toes, flicking it up, putting it in your hand, putting it in the basket, right? That's a classic. There is one household chore that I think is impossible to do quickly. One household thing. 
that I am yet to this day to find any possible way of doing it faster. And that is filling an ice tray. Bam. Everyone just realized, yeah, there is no quick way to, there is no quick way to fill up an ice tray, a conventional ice tray. You, you turn the sink on, you turn the water on, you put the ice tray and you're literally one by one filling each thing. And it's gotten to this point in my life where every time I fill an ice tray, it actually feels like my life is going in slow motion because I've mastered the art of fast forwarding pretty much every other chore. I can do every other chore really quickly. And then it gets to, oh, got to fill the ice tray. And you're like, everything crashes down around me into slow-mo. Because you would think that you can just put the water on highest possible pressure and just sort of, this is what I would think to do, right? And just move the tray around. You're feeling it all. Doesn't work because it all just erupts and splashes off. So you actually have to do it with a specific slow water pressure and you just have to do it one by one. There's no other way to do it. If anyone has thought of a better way to fill an ice tray, I don't think it exists. I think it is the only household thing that you cannot make as fast as possible and do it in a couple seconds. It is always going to take time. Please let me know if you have. I had to start and get all that out of the way. I did also, speaking of writing into the show, I wanted to do one of these. All the write-ins that you sent in. All the write-ins. It's just reading back some feedback that you guys have sent in over the last few weeks. Basically, it's mailbag, but it has a catchy jingle, so it's better. Uh... Radio Siobhan sends a message in. Thanks for listening, Radio Siobhan. Mike, I'm incredibly behind. I've just done nearly 5,000 kilometres of driving in northern Western Australia. Amazing. That's a lot of kilometres. And literally spent most of that time listening to your podcast. I think I ended up listening to 20 of them, currently up to when you had your PayPal hacked in March 2020. God, so much stuff on this podcast I genuinely forget that I ever even talked about. But yeah, I do remember my PayPal got hacked. Now I have some questions. Does 1-800-GET-FUCKED still exist? Yes, I raised money in the first year of this podcast and we crowdfunded for me to buy the number 1-800-GET-FUCKED, 1-800-438-353. And uh, it does still exist. Now, I think a few years ago, it got around, it went viral on TikTok. I think it got around to a few schools and now just a lot of kids just call it and you just get voicemails of kids laughing. Um, so please feel free to call it. Is there still a Facebook group? There was a Facebook group. I don't think it, it still exists, but I haven't posted it in a long time and I don't know if anyone is moderating it. So who knows? Third one is Radio Nacho Cheese still alive. Now, long time listeners will know of Radio Nacho Cheese the enigma of the show, the best friend of the show would write in with a voicemail every week telling us about what he's been up to. Dwindled off after a while, but he did, he has said in the rare times of the last few years where he's written in, he's always sort of promised that something big is coming from Nacho Cheese. It never does eventuate, uh, but yeah, Nacho Cheese, I mean, he's still alive. I, I hope he's still alive. Nacho Cheese, if you're listening, which you, you did say you, you'd be a Mikey fan for life. So if you are listening, we would love for you to send a voicemail in. It would be fantastic to hear your voice again. So please uh, send it in. Patreon Lazar over on the Patreon. Uh, I was talking about the new Beatles song, Now and Then. He says... Catching up on the pod, wanted to say that the last words John Lennon said to Paul McCartney was, think about me every now and then, old friend. 
So the final song being Now and Then is just perfect. That's a great point. From over on YouTube, you can comment on the YouTube anytime. Radio Cat Piano Classics said, uh, in regards to last week I talked about Guitar Hero and Rock Band, the game said, Rock Band is still alive in the form of Rock Band 4. The game still gets DLC, believe it or not. However, the issue is that there are not any new instruments being produced, so any instruments that aren't even in the box will easily go for hundreds of dollars. It's bewildering. There are talks and whispers of the Guitar Hero series returning, and if it does, I really hope it comes to PC with crossplay and they make new instruments from it. Thank you so much for writing in. Had a had a couple things uh, on the agenda today. Oh, and also last week I talked about me being terrible at chess and also me being itchier than the average person. I still want to do the itch cast where it's just an hour podcast where I just sit here and talk about every itch that comes up. But uh, over on the YouTube as well, Radio Fish Fan, thank you, Radio Fish Fan, says... I know for a fact that you could beat me in chess. Also, I do think you're genuinely itchier than the average person. Congrats. So that's good. Uh, very, very cool to uh, to have the YouTube growing. Uh, first thing I wanted to talk about this week is, um, of course, this year, as we all know, was Mike's big year of live music and events. I don't have that opener lined up. My bad. So just pretend you heard it. Uh of course, going to as many live gigs, performances, premieres. Last year was Mike's big year of premieres, which is um, which was uh, going to movie premieres. Got invited to a movie premiere for the brand new Hunger Games movie, which is called The Hunger Games Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Long title. Long, long title. I have so many thoughts about this movie because... And I'm going to say straight up, I never liked Hunger Games. I believe I've talked about it on this podcast before. Never enjoyed it. Never thought it was that cool. I think I've seen three of the four movies. I've not read any of the books. Uh, but I, I I thought the concept was was okay. Like, I actually think the concept's interesting. I didn't, I never thought the movies were bad. Um, I personally don't, I don't, th- I, I Found Jennifer Lawrence really annoying. I don't know why. She just never, I just never really enjoyed her in those movies. But this new one, this new movie is a prequel to the original Hunger Games. And it is uh, based on a book that the original author wrote, right? That came out during COVID. Now, I, I have so many thoughts on this. I don't even really know where to start. Because first of all, I quite liked the movie. I thought it was a bit too long and there's been a lot of talk on this podcast about very long, excessively long movies. Uh, it was about two and a half hours. Personally, I thought it could have ended nicely at about an hour and a half or an hour 45 in. There was a perfect spot for this movie to end uh, right in the middle without spoilers and uh, they didn't end it. I assume because the book doesn't end there, but as a film, I think it would have been great to end there. I thought it was really interesting. And what, I, what I've what i realized about me, you've probably realized it as well if you listen to my show, is that I think I'm, I'm just a really impressionable person because every time I see something, anything, I just have to know as much about it as possible. So now 
I'm obsessed with the Hunger Games. I want to read all the books. I, I, I downloaded all the audio books. Like I'm just obsessed with it. And it usually lasts about a week. I, what I've realized, maybe because I do this podcast, I watch something, I listen to something, I do like anything. And then I'm like, I have to know as much about this as possible. And then for the next week, that's all I can think of. And then I just slowly like get over it. I just do not care anymore. So maybe the Hunger Games is that. But I actually found, I, I, I think from like a philosophical standpoint, like it's the Hunger Games is really interesting. And I think they explore it a bit in this movie again, which is the prequel where like, it's all about the, you know, it's set in this work post dystopian future. There's the capital and then there's the districts and the districts would rebel against the capital. So the capital goes, okay, to stop all this, we are going to do the hunger games where every year, you know, a bunch of young people have to fight to the death as a reminder of why the districts shouldn't rebel or whatever it is. And I think it is actually some really interesting commentary on like control, government, um, power, authority, um, dystopia, future, like all of this stuff. It's, it's, it's quite interesting. Um, but I think overall my thoughts on this hunger games movie is, and, and I've seen this trend, I've seen this happening again and again, where I don't actually think that people care about movies as much anymore. And I think that the Marvel universe and all of this shit has ruined movies for people. This is my theory, right? This isn't a joke. I think that I remember being a kid and you just go like your parents would take you to the movies and you just see random movies that were not connected in any way to any existing thing. You know, oh, let's go see Daddy Daycare with Eddie Murphy. Let's go see um Bruce Almighty like all these random movies that I feel like don't happen as much anymore. Like now as we've talked about everything is in a universe or it's a recreation of an existing film, TV show, book. It's everything is an adaptation, right? And I think actual just just movies don't really make as much money. They're not as sustainable. A lot of them just get shipped straight to streaming because they won't be profitable in cinemas. I think a lot of people have just lost interest in movies because of all this stuff, because like it's all so big and expansive. And then you just feel, I feel exhausted even thinking about something like the Marvel universe. Cause I'm just like, why, why I just feel exhausted thinking about seeing it. And I think the average person's like, I just don't know. I don't care. I'm just going to watch TV at home and no one goes to movies. And I think, the hung, this Hunger Games movie, I'm like, who who asked for this? I feel like, now, I don't think this next thing I'm going to say is actually a bad thing. I think it can be a good thing, which is, I think movies are becoming more about making content for groups of fans and distributing them, like, direct to fans of a certain thing, of a certain franchise than reaching a global audience. Like I don't, I think that this Hunger Games movie may as well just be 
for Hunger Games fans because I don't think like the average person is like, oh, Hunger Games, oh, I, I remember that from 10 years ago. I'll go see this new one. No, nah. I think it's just Hunger Games fans. And the reason there's so many like Star Wars ones is because Star Wars has heaps of fans. Whereas now I think, I think people don't value movies or going to the cinema anymore. They see it as like, they just see it as content as more content for them to consume. So I think a lot of people are just like, I, I'm just, I, I feel like I'm not describing this as adequately as I should. I just feel like with this Hunger Games movie, all the fans of Hunger Games are like, yes, another thing for us, for Hunger Games fans. But everyone else is like, I don't care about this at all. And then you see all this stuff coming out and you're like, I just don't, I don't care. But then there's a group of fans of a thing that do care and now we're moving away from like mass, mass targeted kind of movies, TV shows, whatever. And now it's just like niche stuff for groups of people where you know there's an invested group of people that can make money. That's that's what I think. Overall though, I mean, I think I've talked about it before. Like the Hunger Games is just a copy of Battle Royale, the Japanese thing. Hunger Games and Battle Royale, complete ripoff. Battle Royale, Japanese novel turned into a movie from the 90s, I think, in which a group of students have to fight to the death on an island. Pretty much the exact same plot as Hunger Games. The author of Hunger Games, Suzanne Collins, claims that she has never seen or heard of Battle Royale. And I guess I actually believe her. I think that it is possible that two people had a very similar idea um, one much earlier than the other, but they just had a similar idea about children fighting to death. I think that is actually possible, but I think it's a huge coincidence. So that Hunger Games movie again, three-hour movie. Can we can we talk about three-hour movies again? I don't want to watch a movie that is longer than two hours. And and I f- and I also feel as though. Everyone seems to just want to make a movie two and a half to three hours because they feel like it's the only way to make their movie feel grand and big. And then everyone has to go to these movies and be like, I don't want to be here. Make a 90 minute movie. Bring back the 90 minute movie. Movies should not be longer, not be longer than two hours. Okay. We all, we're all thinking it. Every movie now, oh, it's, two, it's two hours 45. Why? They can lose half an hour of that easily and it'd still be too long. Just make shorter movies. Not everything has to be this big statement. It, it does feel like a dick swinging contest where like one guy's like, my movie's two hours 45. Oh. Ours is 2.47, okay? Well, my sequel's going to be 2.52. Ours is 2.55. Okay, three hours. It's, it's, not a, it's not who can make the longest movie. Just make a good one. Anyway, this week I've been absolutely obsessed with the new Scott Pilgrim TV show that's come out on Netflix. It's like an animated series. I always, I've never been super into Scott Pilgrim. Like I've always liked it. If you're not familiar, it's a, I think it it started as just a comic book series, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. 
then got made in 2010 into a live action film starring Michael Cera as Scott Pilgrim. And it has now been adapted into an animated series on Netflix, which features all of the cast from the movie. So Scott Pilgrim is voiced by Michael Cera. And there's a lot of actually big name actors, voice actors in it, I guess, including Chris Evans, Brie Larson, Michael Cera, like lots of very famous people are in this series. And I think that is a real ode to how much they respected the original work that they'd all be wanting to come back to do this animated series on Netflix. I remember seeing the movie and it's basically, it's about this guy. The concept is really like, it's kind of dumb in modern days, but he meets this girl that he really, really likes. And to date her, he has to defeat her evil ex-boyfriend's and it's very video gamey inspired. So a lot of the like fight scenes and stuff are inspired by video games and uh, a lot of like, there's like power ups and level ups and KO and all this stuff. And the way the movie back then uh, adapted all of these like video game stylistic almost and also comic booky kind of um, features was really impressive. But I got to say the way the cartoon, I've only watched a few episodes, but the way the cartoon has done it is even better. And I think it just lends itself to being an animated cartoon. Not that the live action movie wasn't good because the live action movie was great, but this cartoon, I mean, the Scott Pilgrim cartoon on Netflix is just the chillest, calmest, coolest laid back show I have ever seen. The animation style is just really, really unique in a way. And the whole thing just feels chilled out. It just feels like something you just watch when you're on the couch and you just zone out and just focus on it. Like it actually makes you focus something about the animation, like just feels like you're hooked onto this thing. Right. It also has the soundtrack to the TV show is done by Anna Managuchi, who is an electronic uh, artist who often uses like 8-bit or video gamey sounds in their music. Uh, and the soundtrack is just incredible as well. It's like ambient, 8-bitty, video gamey style music that complements it so well. And just, again, like in the first kind of fight in episode one, it kind of turns into a uh, Tekken kind of style, like fighting game, horizontal plane, health bars, KOs and stuff on screen. And it's like, you're watching a video game. It is just so creative again. And as I said, with hunger games, I just get obsessed with stuff. So now I've gotten all the Scott Pilgrim comics and I'm just reading them on my iPad. And there's only six volumes. So you can smash through them. I'm already up to the third one, but this show I think is a must watch. Like I have been loving it so far, just the way it feels comic booky. It feels video gamey. It feels anime ish. It feels cartoonish. It just is a blend of all these really interesting styles of storytelling. And it's very like transmedia ish. I've really enjoyed it. So I just wanted to recommend it on this. It's on Netflix. Definitely check it out. It is such a good show. couple more things for today's app. Uh, I did this tweet that like did well for me which is not necessarily being like uh, not, not necessarily very big, but I wanted to talk about podcasting a bit. And I talked about this a few months ago on the show, but a few interesting things here. Okay. 
I did this tweet. It got traction where I talked about uh, interview podcasts because I've noticed this trend and I just find thinking about podcasting really interesting because and, and uh, Radio Jaden, who's a longtime listener of this show, he replied to the tweet and said, hey, you should talk about this on the podcast. It's really interesting. Basically, a lot of people, influencers, famous people, celebrities, big and small, like bigger and smaller profile celebrities, I feel like they go, I need to do a podcast. I need to be in that space. And then they start a podcast Generally, that podcast is interview-based, like week-to-week, it's guests. And I think that's cool. But you often, I often notice that these podcasts sort of disappear within usually like six to eight weeks. A lot of people start podcasts, they never get past like two months. I've been doing this podcast for five years, right? Certainly not the biggest podcast, but consistency is key, right? A lot of podcasts have come and gone in the time that I've done this podcast because I think people realize that doing a podcast is actually harder than they think. A lot of people are used to just like filming a TikTok. It gets 500,000 views. They get 800,000 followers. And then they think I'm going to do a podcast and all of my TikTok followers are going to follow me to my podcast and listen to my podcast and I'm going to make even more money there and become even more famous. But then no one follows them across because TikTok followers are so fleeting in the way that they're not as engaged with you as a podcast listener is engaged. Just my opinion. But like, I'll follow like any account that shows me anything that's mildly interesting to me, right? On TikTok. Whereas podcasting, like it's such a different medium. Podcasting is companionship-based medium. I'll listen to lots of podcasts like over multiple days. Some of them are really long, but I'm just like, great. I'll just listen to this over like three days when I'm doing my chores, when I'm going for a walk, when I'm on my way to work, when I'm doing whatever, right? That's what podcasts are. TikTok is fleeting disposable in my opinion. So I always see these people launching these interview podcasts and I'm always like, this won't be running in eight weeks because they start doing these interviews and they're like, yeah, this is great. Within eight weeks, they're like, okay, I don't know who to get on now. And now it's too hard. And I haven't gotten as many listeners as I thought, and I'm not making any money. I don't want to do this anymore. Right. My podcast that first of all, that's the reason I do this solo podcast because I don't have to rely on anyone else for content. This podcast is purely from the inside of my mind to the inside of your ears. No, there is no one else that I depend on to make this podcast. Obviously I have producer Pat. That sounds really bad on him. I do like rely on him, but I also pay him, but he does a bunch of stuff for the show. But in terms of like content, making it, recording it, I don't have to schedule anything for anyone. I don't have to get people to my apartment to record with me. I just set it up myself. I record, I cut all the videos, I cut all the clips. It's all me. It's a, it's all me and, and then Pat, right? Not trying to diminish Pat. I think you guys get what I mean. It doesn't work. People think it's going to be really easy for them to sustain a podcast and they're going to get heaps of listeners very quickly in a market that is already oversaturated. Also, like basically uh, interview podcasts, either you're the best at it or you're not going to come through, right? There's so many of them. And I just think, I personally think it's just so easy to be like, yeah, I'm just going to have talk shit with my friends. And it sometimes frustrates me as a podcaster that 
all these like celebrities, comedians, politicians, influencers, supermodels, whatever are like, yeah, I'm going to do a podcast. I'm just going to talk shit with my friends. I just, it, to me, it's just like doing the bare minimum of content thinking. The other thing I've noticed about interview podcasts, what I've noticed about interview podcasts is a lot of them have this kind of tag of like, I'm having the real conversation, skipping the small talk and gets getting right into the deep end and into the real stuff that you really care about. Skip the small talk, get straight into the deep stuff because that's what my podcast is all about. What podcast... What interview podcast is not doing that? Genuinely, what interview podcast is positioning themselves in the market as we just do the small talk? We're not trying to dig deeper. We're just doing small talk. Every single interview podcast I see always launches with like, we're getting into the deeper stuff. We skip the small talk. We get straight into it. Yeah, that's what an interview podcast is. No one is listening to an interview podcast to hear small talk. You're not doing anything different, anything special or anything unique when you position your podcast as some, as that. You're not. You're genuinely not. You're literally – and it, to me it shows like a lack of understanding of the medium when you think that that is original. If you think like, yeah, we're, we're pushing through, pushing through to the dark stuff, the real stuff, yeah – that's what an interview podcast is. It real, it actually like, you can hear me getting revved up because it just, it always makes me laugh. I see it all the time. And then within eight weeks, it's just quietly discontinued. Like what happened to you? But like, I think people think podcast, making a podcast is really easy. It takes me hours to do all of the stuff for this podcast. Some weeks I'm like, fuck, I don't have anything for this podcast. I need to come up with some content just to get it out. Right. And then I have to work on it. Whereas like, I don't know. I think it's people, people, people thinking they're like really important, like not. And I guess you could say this about me having a podcast. So I'll cop that, but like not everyone needs to be an interviewer. Like not everybody needs to have a podcast where they interview their mates. That's just the reality of it. You know, back in before there were podcasts, you like, I feel like what's happening is now celebrities are trying to make money out of all everything in their lives. So basically they're out at the pub talking to their mates and they're like, Hey, why am I not monetizing this? I need to turn this into a podcast. And then they just make a podcast where they talk to their friends. It's poorly edited. There's like, no quality control on the audio and they've just made a podcast where they're literally just having a chat, talking shit with their mates. And it's like, oh yeah, like that's my podcast. It's an interview podcast. Okay. We need to go back to the time where we didn't have to monetize everything. Where like celebrities were just famous for one thing. They didn't have to like do everything. It's like, oh, I'm a celebrity. I've got to have a podcast. I've got to be on TV. I've got to have a radio show. I've got to have a book even though I'm like 25, I've got to have a book about my life. And then I've got to do like regular guest stints on panel shows. And what else do I have to do? And I have to have a single. I've got to put a single out. Even though I'm not a musician, I'm just going to pay someone to make me sound good. We need to go back to a time where that's not it. 
We've made it too easy for people to record their conversations and I don't like it. I'm sick of it. I also, um, I also wanted to talk a little bit about, um, Melbourne radio, which is a very niche thing, but it's interesting. I find this really interesting because like radio is such a changing medium and of course in Australia, like radio, I would argue is a dying medium. I think it's dying slowly. I think there's a resilience there, but I do think that radio is on its way out of being like, well, it already isn't like the biggest thing ever anymore, but like, and I think talkback radio will always exist in some form, but you know, I think radio is nowhere near as big as it used to be. We all know that. One of the most successful radio shows in Australia of all time, still to this day, is the Kyle and Jackie O show. Um, known for being very crass, being very irreverent, often politically incorrect. And it's a Sydney breakfast show. It consistently rates number one in Sydney for about a decade now. And basically it has been announced, and this is a, a, a first in Australia, Kyle and Jackie O's radio show is going to be syndicated to Melbourne. So the current breakfast show, Jason Lauren, which is a fantastic show, by the way, and I think they've done an incredible job in the Melbourne radio market. I think I really respect Jace as a broadcaster. I really like Lauren as radio talent. Before that, it was PJ Harding, who I also thought was fantastic. I think they've done a really good job. They've always had a hardworking team around them. Kyle and Jackie O is going to be nationally syndicated, which to me Sorry, not national. I don't know if it's national. It's Melbourne, syndicated into Melbourne, which is a first. They have never had, well, they have, but it's a first in this modern kind of um, uh, paradigm, I guess, where, yeah, you'll have a show that is going live in Sydney and in Melbourne. Will it rate the same way in Melbourne? I don't know, but it is a signal to me, this is a radical, radical move for for the radio industry. This is a very massive decision to not have a local Melbourne radio show. And it's a $200 million deal, $200 million over 10 years, which is a lot of money for Kyle and Jackie O. I think it's huge. I don't know if everyone listening to this podcast gives a shit, but it's very, very interesting to see how this will go and how other companies will follow in the radio scheme. I don't really work in radio anymore. I work for a company that, that like runs radio stations, but I don't, I haven't worked in radio for a very, very long time. It's just really interesting. I think it's, again, this kind of, it goes hand in hand with what I was saying about, about the podcasting stuff. And, you know, the podcasting's a flooded market. Radio now is becoming more sparse. Like a lot of people used to be like, uh, you know, if you wanted a breakfast radio job in Melbourne, there were like four, like an on-air job. There were like four radio stations, four or five radio stations with breakfast shows, three, four people on each show, right? So that's, say it's five shows, five times four people. There's 20 jobs in Melbourne where you could do that. So 20 people get to do that, right? That's cool. Now there's one less show in Melbourne. So there's four less jobs or three less jobs or whatever. Very interesting. Um, And I'm just so curious to see what the next 
even five years of radio is going to look like. If you're not from Australia, actually, or, or anyone really, but I'm really curious about any American listeners or UK listeners or anyone, what is radio like in your country? Do you listen to it? Does anyone, are there known radio personalities? Like what is the state of the, that industry? I'd be really keen, keen to know. Uh, okay. One last sort of quick one, which is my birthday sponsorship. My birthday is in 20 days and, uh, that's not many days, um, but I've been looking for a sponsorship. I reached out to Arnott's Shapes for a sponsorship. Now, I am going to step out of frame and I can't bring the microphone with me. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to fast forward this because I'm going to be back in like 10 seconds, but for you, it'll be like one second. Okay, hold the, hold, hold the line. The other day I got a buzz from my apartment from downstairs. Someone... I said, hello. I said, I've got a package for you. I went downstairs to get my package to see this from Arnott Shapes. Who knows what's inside? It is, for those who are not watching the video, full videos on Spotify, by the way. For those who do not, who cannot see this, it is a box with the Shapes logo on it, quite a big postage box. Can only assume that it is highly likely that that the product itself on its shape is in on its shapes boxes of that are inside the box. However, I do not know. And I will not be opening this parcel until my birthday on December 12th. That is when I will unravel the secrets of what is inside shapes, but it is, but basically we have confirmed that shapes will be sponsoring my 29th birthday in a few day in a few weeks. So thank you very much. Shapes. Guys, let's wrap up with this. The plug. Accidentally nearly pressed the wrong button there. Well, I did press it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, the plug. I've been doing a bunch of guest podcasts. I There is a playlist on Spotify of all my podcast guest appearances. Uh, it's um called Radio Mike guest appearances, uh, Radio Mike podcast appearances. Just search that on Spotify. You can listen to me on the Belated Binge podcast talking about uh, Harry Potter. You can listen to me on 1001 Songs That Make You Want to Die, Content and Capable podcast. There's a bunch. I did a bunch of collabs recently. Uh, From there, Harry Potter and the Boys, the live show on December 15th. Please come to the live show, radiomike.com.au slash tickets to get your tickets to that. It's looking really, really fun. We've got a lot of fun stuff planned. There will be a special guest. There will be prizes, of course. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all of the above. Follow, subscribe, like, whatever you've got to do, wherever you've got to do it. Uh, that's pretty much it from me. So I'm going to go um, because uh, it's actually really hot in this room and I don't like that feeling. Uh, thank you so much for listening. My name's Ready Mike. This has been The Inside of My Mind. Catch you next week. Uh, have a good one. I'm not a